Here we go. My name's Todd. This is Kathy. Welcome back to another episode of Pop Culturing. It's been way too long, but too Kathy long. and I have just been busy with other stuff. And if there's something that gets cut out of our podcasting menu, it's this one. Pop Culturing, but it shouldn't. So priorities would be Zen Parenting first, Team Zen second. Pop culturing. Pop culturing third. third. Yeah, but we have had a list going, and so we're going to start that list with today's movie. That's right. And today's movie is Grease, and here's 60 seconds of the trailer. Attention, seniors. Well, here we are again. So this is Rydell. Hey, so uh, what'd you do all summer, Danny? Huh? What'd you do this summer, Sandy? Oh, I spent most of it at the beach. Oh, I just love the first day of school, don't you? Come oh, on, you don't want to hear all the horny details. Are you okay? Sandy! Teddy? You're right. Good, right? Born to hand jive, baby. Oh yeah. yeah. You know the song. You know this movie about fifteen times better than I do. Like the back of my hand. And uh, I have a feeling um, this is probably. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of dudes out there that love Grease, but I think it's more for, generally speaking, females than men. Maybe, maybe not. Generally speaking. Yeah, but I think some guys pretended they were Danny. Well, here's my first hot take. All right, uh uh-oh. Most musicals, I'm like, get the music and the singing out of the way so I can understand the story. Which makes no sense because it's a musical. This is the opposite. Oh, get the acting out of the way? Yeah, get all the story and the words (laughs) and just give me Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta. Oh, okay. And, um, you know, I'll talk about my, my... crush on Olivia Newton-John that sure. started when I saw this movie 45 years ago or whatever it was. What year did this come out? June 16th, 1978. So I was six years old. I was, no, I was six years old. No, I was seven years old. How's that math going? I was seven years old. Uh, I was seven years old, almost eight. And uh, that crush on Olivia Newton-John um, continued until she passed away. I'm with you. She's, you know, she was one of my idols. But John Travolta, like, I don't know, man. I just like watching him dance. I know. Well, and crazy, what a year for mm-hmm. him because Saturday Night Fever came out uh, around the same time. Which came out first, you know? Um, well, they, the two biggest albums from that year were Grease and Saturday Night Fever. So I'm not quite sure which one came out first, but it was in the same time. So, like, this dude became... Um, not only the biggest star in the world, but he also was thought of as a dancer and a singer. Yeah, you know he I mean? was a, um, I don't know, like a five-tool weapon. Like yes. Singing, he, dancing, acting, yeah. good looks, yep. blah, blah, blah. He could do everything. So I'll quickly go over my story with this movie. Okay. Is I think my parents took me there. Uh, I think a lot of it probably went over my head. I was six years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember thinking it was good and not great. And I think I've only seen it once since then, which was last week. Okay, yikes. 
Um, so I was also taken to this movie. A lot of it went over my head, especially all the Rizzo and Kinnicky action. Um, had no idea what was happening there, but was so obsessed with it. Got the album, roller skated in my basement, listening to this album for years. Pretended that my the name, album, the record player, the record player. Yeah, of course, the record player. Yeah, you could like I could take my record player downstairs. How and, much like, square open. footage was in that basement? Oh, do you've been. This was my basement in DeKalb. So if you walk down the stairs, there was one area that had tile, and it was like the bar area. Yeah. And then when you the further you went in, there was carpet. I would just roller skate in that circle. Yeah. Which is probably like what ten square feet? Yeah, like to, it's or probably this ten this by ten room. That and it's so funny. That's office. all you needed. Yeah, that's I just rolled <laughs> in a circle, and like you know, just you know, everybody thought they were Sandy. Everybody wanted the name Sandy. Everybody do you think wanted that this to be Sandy. Brought a lot of uh, a lot of people named their kids Sandy as a result of this movie, or no? Possibly, I don't know. You know, it's not that I know. A, I don't have a lot of friends. Um, name Sandy, and I don't know a lot of girls, but I know a lot of women, like my mom's age, named Sandy. Yeah. So I don't, I, I don't know if it like started something. And the movie takes place in the fifties, so Correct. maybe Sandy was a big name in the fifties. Well, and remember, Greece was a stage production before it was. Correct. It, so it's like, but even the stage production probably was a calling back to the nineteen fifties. Correct. Totally. Yeah. yeah. As far as the time period, yes. But what I mean is, like, it had been around a yeah. while, so it was like you know. But so everybody knew the story, and you know, just to kind of throw something in right away, the stage production or the original, what it was written for, was a Chicago suburb. Uh, yeah, that's interesting because they keep talking about they went to the beach this summer. Right. But they ne- they don't specify that to Lake Michigan Beach. They were in California, I think. So they went, so they they live in Chicago, supposedly. Well, no, no, no. They changed it for the movie oh, they is did. what I mean. Like, So where do you think Rydell High is supposed to be? Well, it was confusing to me because when I'm watching it, I think it's California. But then I read that the director wanted it to be from his high school in Philadelphia. Yeah, so they don't, don't do a know. good job of explaining where Rydell High I, yeah. is because it sure seems like it's L.A. Yeah. And then when I'm like, they went to the beach, that means that they drove 10 minutes? Right. I don't know how long it takes to get to the beach from L.A., but well, it didn't make much sense to me from a storyline standpoint. And let's just start there. Like, okay, so they're seniors, right? Okay, and we'll we'll get into more specifics, but Danny and Sandy, let's just focus on them for a second. They mm-hmm. are seniors, um, and they're talking about their summer going mm-hmm. into senior year, that they were on the beach, okay? And it's like they saw nobody else. Yeah, like, it was just those two at the beach. And there was literally no one on the beach. No. Except the two of them. Yeah. And where, why did Danny not want to hang out with his friends? Yeah. And Because he was at the beach. I know, but like every day? No, no, sweetie, he was at the beach. <laughs> like, like, like it seems to me like it would be a family vacation. Right. Where you don't have any of your friends around. And he met this Sandy girl on the beach and they just kind of had a summer fling. So, but here's the thing is like part of me, I'd be like, okay, it, maybe it's a little like High School Musical mm-hmm. because High School Musical really kind of took from this mm-hmm. because they are on vacation with their family for New Year's Eve. And it just turns, it just happens to be that what's her name? Um, I'm forgetting her name. Vanessa Hudgens' character, um, that she moves to that town, to that high school, but they didn't, she wasn't there before. So very similar that maybe their families were on vacation, Danny and Sandy, um, and then all of a sudden her dad gets, his job gets moved from Australia to the town wherever Rydell High is. Let's just call it Rydell High City. 
Okay. And so it just so happens that she's going to go to that high school. So yeah. it's just, it kind of works out. But you'd think she would know what high school Danny was at. Yeah, there's a lot of ignorance happening yeah. now. It could be because it was the 1950s and right. there was no cell phones and maybe there was, they didn't exchange phone numbers. Like I you, guess. it was kind of a surprise when the girls are kind of hiding her behind and then they kind of just fling her to the front. Yeah. And well, then... she said, they're like, did this guy have a name? Yeah. And she's like, Danny Zuko. And they like start laughing because they're like, that is not, whatever she said about him in her song was not who they knew Danny Zuko to be. Right. So it was like they had a big plan or Rizzo did to unveil her. Well, I, I want to play that clip real quick. Sure. This is when uh, they meet for the first time after the big summer. <laughs> you and I laughed at this. I got a surprise for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sandy! Teddy? What are you, what are you doing here? I, I, I thought you were going back to Australia. We had a change of plan. I can't... <laughs> well, that's cool, baby. I mean, you know how it is. Rock right. in and roll in and whatnot. Danny? <laughs> that's my name. Don't wear it out. What's the with you? What's the matter with me, baby? What's the matter with you? <laughs> yeah. What happened to the Danny Zuko I met at the beach? Well, I do not know. I mean, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe there's two of us, right? Okay. There's so much in that. He scene. goes full Vinny Barbarino. Yeah, he goes <laughs> full Vinny Barbarino. He's his natural state to be excited to say to Sandy, and then he catches his buddies looking at him like they're annoyed. Like they're annoyed, and. You know, this might be a theme throughout, but a girl as beautiful as Olivia Newton-John <laughs> walks up to you. I, I don't know. It's like he has to decide, and I don't know, know what it's like to have the peer pressure of the guys wanting to be cool. Right. But I feel like the striking beauty of this woman is like, no, dude, this is when you, like, disappoint your friends and you stay yourself. Well, as as if his friends wouldn't understand. Right. Like, they're so, they're so, maybe they would give him a little crap, but to your point, it's not like they're like, what are you doing with this girl? Right. Um, and so that is, so there's a lot of information that they, that you have to assume. One is that Danny and Rizzo used to have a relationship. Yes. Okay, because she's obviously trying to spring something on him and is kind of being a little vengeful, mm -hmm. right? She's... Um, annoyed at him for yeah. whatever reason. I know that Rizzo and Kanicki end up together, but there is some kind of, you know, notes of we used to be together. Yeah. And then to your point, like he he just didn't have any time to think about it. And I think his persona at school, which is very teenager-y, yeah. is one kind of guy. And then who he was on the beach with Sandy was another aspect yeah. of himself. He put a, a different pers persona. So let's talk about... Real quickly, the pink ladies and the T-Birds. I've always been a little confused about, I understand, you know, the T-Birds and I understand the pink ladies, but do, did the high school like them? Like, were they popular kids or were they outcasts or were they, like, you, you kind of can't read how other people feel about these groups. I don't know. I can't tell from the movie, but just... From like the greasers, are they called greasers? Well, that's that's, that's the, the outside. outsiders. What are these guys called? Um, the T-Birds. Oh, the T-Birds. Yeah. Um, I would guess that they are not the, they're the outcasts. That's what I kind of feel like is there is a sense of they're, um, they're outsiders. They're rebellious. Yes. They're like anti because the, like the character of like Patty Simcox, mm -hmm. 
who is the girl who, you know, wants to befriend Sandy and have yeah. her be a cheerleader. And she's in charge of all of the decorations. She's probably a more traditional, like, and again, I know she's a type A, yeah. whatever kind of popular girl, but she's like somebody that is in charge of the school yep. where the pink ladies are kind of like rebelling against the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So I was always like interested in, you know, not to go deep into something that's fictional, but like how they were perceived by other people. So like, which would they be? from a popularity standpoint in the breakfast club. And I think they would be closer to the Ali Sheedy, Alec Newberry. Yeah. Uh, or not Alec, Alec Newberry. Newberry. John Bender. John Bender. So His they're alter the, ego. They're more the Ali Sheedy. I think so. Yeah. Only because when you really break it down, like uh, just doing the pink ladies for a second, like Frenchie drops out for a while and goes back to, mm -hmm. or goes to um, beauty school, yeah. right? She goes back to high school eventually, as we know by the song, but she's not even really there. We know how people feel about Rizzo. Yeah. And then Marty is like so disengaged from high school. Like she's writing letters to all of these, you know, um, soldiers. Like she, it's not like she's dating someone at, at high school. Right. And then Jan, whatever. They don't really elaborate on Jan very much, but it's not like they're very invested. Yeah. Um, and then same with the T-Bird. So I just think it's interesting, their whole persona and interesting. I, I kind of like, and again, I know this changes at the end, but that Sandy is kind of like, okay, Frenchie, you're my friend. Hi girls. But she does totally different things. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like she, during the movie, she does not really want to be a pink lady. Yeah. You know, obviously there's a switcheroo at the end. But. Well, and in that scene I just played, they're all wearing their pink lady jackets. Right. But when Olivia Newton-John has that big transitionary moment at the end. Right. She has a black jacket. Yeah. She she becomes a T-bird, a, a female <laughs> form of a T-bird. Yeah. Well, kind of. I mean, she, that. well, we'll get to that in, okay. in a minute. So, so. Uh, let's just kind of start. Let's go through the And when I say go through the movie, I don't mean scene by scene. I mean section by section. Okay. Okay. So like we kind of already went through the beginning. And first of all, you know, Todd and I have some trivia here. Like John Travolta was going to be in this movie, obviously. And he wanted Olivia Newton-John to be Sandy. Mm -hmm. She was seven years older than him. She was 29 years old. Oh. So she wasn't sure that that was going to work out. She made sure that they did a screen test to make sure they had chemistry, all that kind of stuff, which it did. Um, but she, when she was doing her screen test, she could not do an American accent. Mm. So she wasn't originally in the stage production from Australia. They had to change that. Got it. Because she is Australian. Yeah. So that's kind of a big change. Like, I think her last name in the stage production is like Dombrowski and, and in the movie it's Olsen. Yeah. You know, like they had to really alt. If we're going to have Olivia Newton-John, we're going to have to make this completely different. Right. right. So obviously they, at the end of the opening scene before they show the credits, you know, Sandy's like, you know, this is basically ending. And Danny's like, no, this is only the beginning, which is a cool way to start the movie. But he obviously thought they would stay together in some way. Right. Or is he just being a teenage guy? Well, she's moving to Australia, right? Or are you? I guess so. But it's over. <laughs> it's over. But You're why not does he say together. it's only the beginning? When does he say it? I, At the very end, he says, Danny tells her that their love is, it's only, she said, um, at the very end of the movie? No, no, no. At the very end of the opening scene. The end of the beginning. Yeah. Yes. What is his plan when he says this is only a beginning? Right. Yeah. I don't think he has one. Okay. So I said, like yeah. I said, he's just being a teenage yeah. boy. Okay. Yeah. Who's actually not a teenager, but you know what I mean. So um, let me let me think. Let me go through. So how are we supposed to understand why did Frenchie befriend Sandy? Like why do they know each other on the first day of school? I have no idea. 
I don't either. They never really do any callback to that. What I will say... I think there's a lot of holes in this movie. You think? Um, when they did Grease 2, it was the exact same thing. They had the same actress who played Frenchie be yeah. in Grease 2, and she was also helping Max, uh, Maxwell Caulfield's character, who was supposed to be Sandy's cousin from Australia. Sounds very Three's Company-ish. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, I love Grease too. I would yeah. love to do Grease too, but you won't do that with me. It's no. so bad. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm right. not like it's good, um, but still. So, also, Stockard Channing, who plays Rizzo, guess how old she was when she did this? I movie? have it right here. You do? Well, let's see. Um, three years younger than she, blah, blah, blah. 33. Right, 33. And she's yeah. playing an 18 That 18-year-old. would never go over in 2023. We're too. We we demand too much as moviegoers now. Be like, why is a 33-year-old playing an 18-year-old? I know. I know. Well, we do. And I think, you know, I could like go dive out of Greece for a second and just talk about what we do with high school shows is we continue to do this. Maybe the people are not 33, mm -hmm. but the way that we sexualize and, and make teenagers in TV shows and movies adults is very confusing for teenagers like my girls have said to me, you know, each of them when they turned 16 or 17, they're like, it's weird to be this age because this is what every movie is about is a 16 or 17 year old. Yet I don't quite feel like I'm doing what they're doing. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, think about Euphoria. Like think about and all of those characters are not teenagers. Right. They're in their mid 20s. Right. But Even, not 33. Right. Um, you know, Beverly Hills 90210. I think one of the characters, what's her name? I can't come up with her name. Well, I'm going to go through these actors names. And you tell me w if you know what character they play sure. and then how old they are. You mean the, oh, the actors? Yeah, Michael Tucci. Any idea who Michael Tucci is? Well, he's obviously one of the T-Birds. Doesn't is... matter. He was 31. Okay. Jamie Donnelly, any idea? Uh, no. 30. And Annette Charles, any idea who she is? Yes, that's Cha-Cha. She was 29. Okay. Olivia Newton-John was 28. 20 Barry Pearl, whoever that was, 27. Jeff Conaway, 26. Didi Khan was 25. John Travolta was 23, and then they, and Lorenzo Lamas. Lorenzo Lamas. 19 years old. Playing uh, that her boyfriend. Sweetie Trivia, what was his character's name on Falcon oh. Crest? Oh, on Falcon Crest. Um, Lance. Very good. Oh, my God, where'd I pull that well from? Well done. Ooh, that was in the depths. Yes. So so let's talk about um, uh, Jeff Con. Is it Conaway? In here it says Conaway, but okay. I really don't know. Well, as we all know, Jeff Conaway was also in Taxi. Yeah. Um, and he played Bobby Wheeler. Yep. Um, Jeff Conaway was in the stage production of Grease, and he was Danny. Mm -hmm. And so obviously he did not get that role in the movie. And not only that, but John Travolta stole his song. Yeah. Thank goodness. Um, here's my other hot take. Okay, let's hear it. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, the guy from Taxi. Bobby Jeff, Wheeler. Jeff Bobby Conway. Wheeler is overacting by 300% in every moment of this film. Sweetie, he's Kanicki. He's, he's cool. Over the top to the point where he's annoying as all get out. <laughs> he thinks he's cooler than any, than the coolest person in the world ever in the history of time. Do you think Kanicki thinks he is or Jeff Conaway thinks he is? I think it's is? both. Okay. Okay. I think it's both. So is he really overacting or is he embodying the character? Um, he's overacting and the character, it's just bad. Okay. It's just, just okay. bad, okay. bad, 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 bad. And I, I, my heart goes out to him. I think he had substance abuse problems. He passed away because of 
him being addicted to drugs and cocaine and everything. So, so. let's attach that to Greece. He was doing um, Grease Lightning, and there's a scene where he falls, and he was not caught, mm-hmm. and he hurt his back, and that was the first time he had painkillers. Crazy. And he was um, addicted the rest of his life, and he died at 60. Yeah. It's very young. And if I remember correctly, like, he did some of those rehab shows, mm-hmm. and he was like, he looked like he was 80 years old. Yeah. And I liked him on Taxi. Me too. He was good. Bobby Wheeler. Bobby I was a Wheeler. big fan. Me too. Just not Kinnicky. Were we fans of Taxi, or did we just watch Taxi because our parents watched Taxi? I think both, but I remember watching it on reruns too. It's just an outstanding cast. Tony Banta. Tony Banta. Judd Hirsch, who's just in the Oscars. Judd Hirsch, who just got, yeah. And Mary Lou Henner. Mary Lou Henner. Danny, Danny DeVito. DeVito. Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd and Andy Kaufman. And I think if we watched it now, it wouldn't be that funny. That's what I mean, is there's some TV shows from that time that I'm like, oh yeah, I watched every episode, but I think I was with my dad. Like, yeah. I was not excited for Barney Miller. We need to, Do you know what I mean? We need to start forcing our kids to watch TV the way <laughs> our parents forced us to watch the shows they wanted to watch. But I don't think they were forcing us. I think there were three things on. So it's not like there was a bunch of choices. True. We just want to watch TV. Yeah. Whatever happened to be on. We were watching. Or like, wasn't there a show called Fish? No, there's a character named well, Fish. Well, he was on Barney Miller though, right? Yeah, I didn't I didn't catch the Barney Miller thing. Yeah, taxi. Somebody's like, give me give me just the how do you describe this song? This song? Yeah, like what does this have to do with taxi? It's a piccolo, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. So eighties brings you back to our childhood, <laughs> and all they had was the camera on the back of a taxi. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Like it didn't match. I, I think my my point is the theme song didn't match the TV show. Louis De Palma. Louis was a volatile, funny, angry guy, and then this is we got the piccolo. Come we on. got the piccolo, but they were all taxi drivers, and Louis was the the boss, the Ta- boss, taxi master, or yeah, whatever it is, taxi master. I don't know. And but then the good episodes were when Louis was nice. Was Remember? he nice? Well, no, no, but he had every moments. now and again. Yeah, and so did. you'd be like, okay, all right. So on from taxi. So so the first big scene in Greece is summer nights, right? So let's talk a, a little bit about that scene. Um, there's two things going on at the same time. There is Danny telling his story of meeting this girl over the summer because he's not using her name. And then Sandy is talking about meeting this boy over the summer. And they give very different interpretations of their romantic experience. Correct. Um, Sandy's interpretation is it was very romantic and lovely. And Danny's interpretation was that it was all physical. can't stop looking at Kaneki and I just keep being annoyed by him. Okay, since you played that lyric, yeah. pause it for a second. So there is a belief, there is a, a cult theory that Sandy through the whole movie is dead. Okay? Oh. And it's based on those lyrics right there. So that was good. That was good. Thank that you. He, he said, you know, she had a cramp and then he she nearly drowned. You know, he showed off splashing around. People believe that Sandy actually died in the water, and that the whole movie is just her interpretation of uh, a, in a, the romantic experience where everything ends up okay. Hmm. Like, every story ends up good. And then at the end, when they drive away and the car goes into the air, that is her going to heaven. People need to stop thinking so hard. 
They did the same thing about Top Gun Maverick. I know. I know. We think no, so it's deep. Just a, it's just a movie. You're right. Yeah. And they asked Olivia Newton-John, John Travolta, because this was like a big theory in the late 70s, and they were like, no. No. So just any of you who really think that, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but it's not true. Um, she was not dead through the whole movie. Why did the car fly away? Because it's a musical. They wanted to pull a sixth sense. So do you want to say anything about that scene, the summer night scene, about anything that Danny says? Well, I don't remember exactly what Danny says, but he's like, you know, he's being cool and with his bros and blah, yeah, blah, blah. There were some iffy um, lyrics. Okay. Uh, I was, uh, I looked at the the language about him saying took her bowling in the arcade in mm-hmm. a little different way because mm-hmm. he made some gestures with his hand that made me think that maybe that was to mean something different. Okay. Um, so if you don't know what I mean, go watch that scene and you'll be like, huh. Oh, okay. Okay. Did you, do you remember when I rewound it and showed you? No, <laughs> no, I was too, I was, I was getting mad at Kinnicky. <laughs> so, cause he was like power <laughs> oh dancing. My God. He was just, power walking. He brought it up to 200%. Yeah. So anyway, there's some iffy lyrics. There's also, um, you know, the famous thing I think that duty said where he says, did she put up a fight, Mm -hmm. which is, oh yeah. There's a lot of non-consensual stuff happening in this scene, in this movie in general. Yes. In this movie in general. So there's some, you know, controversial lyrics. It started out as PG and then went over to PG 13 when we came up with that rating. Yes. Did it really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. How interesting. Um, so that whole scene. Now, what I will say is I think that if, you know, we were doing a, um, we used to do a list. Do, do you have our old pop culturing list of like questions? We used to do like. Um, I do, uh, but. Like the categories. We yeah, used to we have. had a what? How many awards did it get? Um, best scene. That's the best scene. The summer to nights. To me, yeah, I uh, think that that. And is... I'll go. I'll be Captain Obvious and say uh, uh, the very not the very end. The second to last and. The second to last song. Yes, you. The, you're the, the one that I want. You're the one that I want. Um, yeah. So I would still go with Summer Nights just because that's what I remembered when I got the album for yeah. my individual by myself roller skating party in my basement. <laughs> I was in. I would want to hear Summer Nights yeah. over and over again. That was my favorite. Um, another category we have is what no longer works. <laughs> I would say the you know Most things. we should probably have consent when we want to be. Touching each other. Yeah. A lot of well, non-consensual language and, and um, assumptions. And I would say that I don't even think those things happened. I think that was Danny. And again, I'm not saying it's okay. You yeah. know, it's all the language that can create a culture yeah. of, you know, non-consent. Mm-hmm. But I think he was exaggerating and making things up to impress his friends. Got it. I think the he story. A, he could have been a sweetheart respectful sweetheart. Correct. And then he changed his story for his buddies. Correct. Like Sandy's story felt a little more true to the way that he reacted to her when he saw her and the fact that when they do start going out mid-movie, they obviously haven't been sexually active in any way. Yeah. Because, you know, the whole scene in the car thing, Mm -hmm. remember? So Who's having sex in this movie? Um, Kinnicky and Rizzo. Yeah. Anybody else as far as we know? Um... I mean, maybe Cha-Cha and Leo from the Scorpion Gang, but... Oh, is uh, Leo the guy? Yeah. Yeah, he's the... They he's call the, him Crater Face. He's the antagonist. Yes, yes. Yeah, he's the it. one with the cool car yes. that they go out on does, Thunder Road. Does he talk that much, or he, I feel like he just, like, He just says, like, around. I'll give you, give you a dollar or something for, the, we'll, for that car. And yeah, what is his name he's, again? I can't remember what he says. His name's Leo, but he, they call him Crater Face. Oh. Which is not nice. Yeah. 
Not at all. But I don't think they were super worried about being nice at the time. And he didn't know how to dance at the dance thing. Cha-Cha did. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Anything else about Summer Nights that you want to say? No, it's uh, probably my second favorite song in the movie. Okay. So then you already played where they, after that whole Summer Nights thing, there is a big bonfire for the football team. Mm -hmm. And that's when they show Sandy to Danny. That's when Danny says those Vinnie Barbarino things. And then end a scene, right? Hold it. Frenchie's going to help out here. You were so nice to me this summer. Listen, Sandy, men are rats. Oh. Listen to me. They're they're fleas on rats. Oh. Worse than that, there are amoebas on fleas on rats. Oh. I mean, they are too low for even the dogs to bite. Oh. The only man a girl can depend on is her daddy. Yeah, except for the dads are all effed up. <laughs> well, she's just trying. Quite an indictment against the dudes out there. I know. Well, if you if your she choices, she has every right to have that opinion. Are putsy, duty, Kanicki, and Zuko? Yeah. I can understand why she's thinking that. I think right. I'm missing someone in there. Duty, putsy. You got to make Kanicki. a duty. <laughs> Isn't his name Duty? I have no idea. <laughs> Look, his name is the T Birds. Kanicki, Duty, Sunny, and Putsy. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Sonny. I miss Sonny. All right. Um, okay, so then the next thing. So I think right after that, Frenchie says, Sandy, come over to my house. I'm having a summer party. You'd want to stay the night. Yeah. And Sandy's like, sure. But, you know, again, the pink ladies and Sandy are all are not exactly on the same page about what they call fun, mm-hmm. right? So Because they're smoking cigarettes. Right. And stuff. They're smoking cigarettes. They are taking drinks of wine. They are um you know, talking about boys and sex and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, Olivia and john is like sitting in her long nightgown with her knees pulled yeah. up to her chest. Right. And Frenchie wants to pierce her ears. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to do that with just a needle, yeah. which is insane. That's insanity. probably how they did it in the 1950s. Well, that's how a lot of girls my age got their ears pierced. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but we would use, we would numb our ears. I mean, eventually she says, give me some ice. How do you cubes. numb your ears? Just with ice? Ice. Yeah. But then I think it's uh, Marty says... Just run her ear under the the cold water. So she's like, okay, I'll do that. But then Sandy throws up. Anyway, this scene is another one of my favorite scenes because I actually really like Rizzo's character. I like her songs. Mm -hmm. So that's that's Look at Me, I'm Sandra D. Okay. So um, then... After that, oh, and in that scene, Rizzo leaves with Kanicki because they come, they show up at Frenchie's house. And so Rizzo jumps out the window, goes with Kanicki. And that's an important scene because they have sex. Yes. Okay. And it's also her choosing, not that Danny ever wanted to be with her, but that's the big departure of Danny leaves and she goes with him. So is there ever any tension between Danny and Kanicki about that? Danny and Rizzo used to be boyfriend, girlfriend, and now all of a sudden Kanicki's having sex with ex-girlfriend? I don't think so. You know, there's something weird about high school that I think a lot of people listening will agree with is when you're kind of in a group of girls and a group of guys, there tends to be a lot of like overlap. Like, yeah. oh, I used to date him freshman year, or I used to date him in eighth grade, or I date, you know, like I feel like there's a lot of acceptance of um, as long as you're completely over, yeah. these are our girls and these are our guys. Right. So I think there was... I think there was some acceptance of this. Okay. So um, so let's go to... So at the end of that summer party also is hopelessly devoted to you. Yeah. So that's when Sandy realizes, even though Danny was kind of a jerk, she still loves him. Yeah. And, from, and that, to your question about awards, I think that song won an Oscar. Is that true? 
Uh, I don't have that, but I'll look it up. I will say the film's budget was six million and it grossed over four hundred million Holy worldwide. Crap, that's a lot. So, um, the next day, Danny like apologizes to Sandy, but she's kind of like, "Whatever, you gotta have to, you have to prove to me that you care." And the way that he decides to prove it to her is by becoming a jock mm-hmm. because she notices that she, that he that. He notices that Sandy's into Lorenzo Lamas. Yeah. Who's Who like, wouldn't be, for goodness sakes. He's a shock. He's Lance from Fair, from Falcon Crest. I know. Talk about like a like a pivotal role for him. Like right. we, you know, it's kind of a big deal, Falcon. Was Falcon Crest an offshoot of something? Knott's Landing, maybe? No, Knott's Landing, I think, was an offshoot of Dynasty, wasn't it? No. Dallas. I think Dallas and Knott's Landing were Connected? sister shows. And then Falcon Crest just came in out of nowhere. Oh, it did? I have no idea. Okay. Well, we're not going to spend time on that, but they they tended to offshoot. Okay. So, we this is this is the scene that I was excited for you to see cuz last time we talked about this movie on Zen Parenting, you claimed to not remember that Danny was trying to Yeah, it's cuz I only saw it once 35 years ago. <laughs> I have now since it. I would love to play it, but it's all visual. Uh, yeah, it's all visual. But it's basically a very unathletic John Travolta. <laughs> And it's so funny because he's such a good dancer, but you can yes. tell that he has next to no athletic Sports. ability. And which, and now I find myself loving that. But he would have been made fun of growing up because he couldn't throw a baseball. Like you, you get made fun of pretty quick if you can't throw a baseball and look normal. Which is why he's a T bird, right? Probably. There's another he reason, fit in. Yeah. right? He right. doesn't fit into that, right? Um, and you know. I just know John Travolta, obviously, when when all the guys in his high school, like literally John Travolta growing up, when all the guys were playing baseball, like I was, he was dancing. Right. And who ended up on top? Right. John Travolta. Right. Like, you know, I, I tip my hat to the men and the boys out there that are performing the arts. So on that note, Todd and I just had an experience the other day where we went to um, our high school had like a dance um, recital. It's not, it was, it, there's a dance class at York. And if you take it, then you can like, ha- it, there's like a dance company, sure. but it's not a whole competitive thing outside of no. school. It's like You're dance in, for the sake of dance. Yeah. It's dance for the sake of dance. And first of all, it was so enjoyable to watch. The kids were having such a good time. But the the ones that Todd and I were like, this is awesome, is there were certain dances, obviously, that had the, the guys in it, but there were some that were just guys. And and it's not just about, oh, they were amazing dancers. They were having so much fun. Mm-hmm. And Todd, you know, we talked about it afterwards where when you're in high school, sometimes things like sports and athletics, like he said, becomes the most important thing. But man, these guys yeah. have such a sense of grace and confidence and self-understanding and and they're involved in a million other things. Dance isn't their only thing. It's just what a what a relief. Well, and I should ask these young men if it's if they feel courageous in being in the performing arts because I view them to be courageous, but they may be like, "There's nothing courageous There's nothing about courageous. it." And what I mean by that is, in the hierarchy of high school, football is dominant, right? Or sports. It depends on football, your football. Basketball is cooler than uh, volleyball. That's just the. I mean, at least that was my experience. Okay, so like the, mo- the coolest sports is the football and the basketball. Okay, baseball would probably be in there, and then you have you know Lacrosse, soccer, field hockey, right? And then hockey. below all that is people that sing and dance. I mean, that's that 
that was the truth in my experience. Now, maybe it's not that way anymore. I have a feeling it still is. Well, let's say it this way, Todd, because you're we're t- you're talking in duality. Like, is it this way or is it not this way? I think every high school is different. I think that there are some schools that the, the, the people that maybe you look up to more are the student leaders or the people in theater. I think it just depends. I think sometimes athletes get an easier pass. Mm-hmm. Like, they may not be the top of the line, but there's a lot of respect for sure. it. Um, so I just think because people... People listen to this all over the world. There, you know, your experience in Chicago, Illinois. It's all was, I'm sharing. Yeah, just sharing my experience. Right, right. And so, basically, what you're asking is, do, do these they guys, feel courageous yes. to do this, or it's like, no, there's there's nothing. Cre- I'm just doing what I want to do, and we we don't get perceived any differently. Like yeah. I don't know that. Well, and I think a lot of these guys that you know we were watching dance, they're also in theater, they're also singers. And so I think it's just such a big part of their their gifts yeah, they, that I don't think they probably think much about it. Probably not. But it's just, you know, put it this way, we just as older people, I know that those experiences are gonna get them really far. Damn in right. Life. Yeah. yeah. And I will just t- tip my cat to tip my hat to York High School, yeah. who just did Fine Arts Week. Is yes, that what it was called? Fine Arts Week. Yeah, like we never had that. No, we would do the pep rallies for the athletes. Yeah, uh, but Fine Arts Week is when teachers can excuse them and their students out of class so they can go observe some type of performing they art. like showcase a performing yes, art every for day for an entire week like someone Great. playing guitar someone singing someone dancing someone doing a you know speech production Love it. and that's that's amazing I remember rosalind's yes. thing yes when we had rosalind wiseman on the show you know and she talks about teenage lives in high schools and how they develop a culture of dignity and she was saying you can always tell when you walk into a high school is what is they front and center is it the trophies from athletics mm-hmm. is it you academics. know academics and then you know what the culture of that school yeah. is and the ideal is to have all, all of, it. of it there's nothing wrong with athletics no but you, if that's the only thing that we're looking at then that's a problem yeah the pictures on the wall should be the valedictorians but it should also be someone who's in speech team or someone who took pictures sure. or someone who you should have all different kinds of achievements. Yes. So everybody feels like Truth. they're a scene. So anyway, next, uh, let's go in. So let's go into the dance marathon, okay? Let's. So the funny thing about the dance marathon in Greece is it's National Bandstand, which is obviously, to me, a take on American Bandstand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and probably National Bandstand was around before. I don't know, but it it's similar. Yeah. And the guy who's hosting it is this guy named Vince Fontaine. Yeah. And he's supposed to be like a Dick Clark figure, you know, but... You know, again, inappropriate. Um, he's hitting on Marty through the whole thing. Right. Who's in high school, right? And then she later says that he tried to put something in her drink. So like, gross Ouch. old guy. Yeah, right. You know, trying to hit on high schooler. But this is again another great scene from the movie. And this is when you get to see a lot of the dancing and a lot of the couples and hear a lot of the music, which is. I think they were called Johnny and the Gamblers, but it's really just Shanana. If anybody mm-hmm. watched Shanana growing up, that was, you know, that's the band. And that is when the whole so Danny's finally made peace with Sandy. They're going to this together. And then all out of the blue, Sonny is kind of drunk because he's been spiking the punk, the punch. And then he like pulls Sandy away from Danny. And I never have understood that scene. Like, did someone tell him to do that? No idea. So he pulls her away and she's like, what are you doing? And then Cha-Cha, who had showed up with Kaniki, because Kaniki and Rizzo were in a fight. So Rizzo went with Leo and Kaniki went with Cha-Cha just to piss each other off. Mm-hmm. And and it was convenient that I guess Cha-Cha and Leo were broken up too. But anyway, 
Kanicki ends up leaving. Everybody's leaving because they're all pissed off. But Cha-Cha stays and ends up dancing with Danny. And they win the award. And I remember the first time I saw that being like, what What just happened and why? Yeah. Like, why would Danny let Sandy leave? Why did Sonny take Sandy Isn't away? Isn't there like a, a, a connection between... Doesn't something like this happen in Saturday Night Fever too? Like, or maybe it's... Um, I feel like John Travolta is like caught between two women female dancers. He is. He's got, I think, what is her name? The one who almost jumps off the bridge, the Donna Pescow character. I can't remember her. That's the actress. He's He was dancing with her, but then he gets really invested in this yeah. other woman and decides he's going to use, he's going to be with her in the yeah. competition. She's completely uninterested in him. Yeah. And they end up friends at the end. Yeah. They're not dating. But anyway... Um, so yes, that's kind of like. Did a that theme. also happen in Staying Alive too, or am I just making that up? He Staying Alive. I don't remember the narrative. I remember the big scenes. I don't either. But because this woman from One Life to Live was in it, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Anna, do I can't remember. Okay, someone listening will know what I'm talking about. The the woman who was in um, Staying Alive with John Travolta was on. No, she was on General Hospital, and I think she was with Robert Scorpio. But anyway. <laughs> Tangent the woman. The 80s. The 80s. They live, as the teens say, rent-free in my brain. Um, okay, so so Cha-Cha and Danny win, and that's confusing. Um, and then the then I think Danny's trying to get Sandy back. And then, so I'm skipping ahead a little bit. Then they have the scene at the drive-in, mm-hmm. you know, stranded at the drive-in. Do you know the next line? No. Do you know the song Sandy? No. I've seen this movie twice, sweetie. <laughs> I know. I know, honey. I know you've only seen it twice, but you don't know the songs? You don't know the song Sandy? No. Okay. So why don't you just start the song Sandy? Is, so. is it when they're at the drive-in? Yes, but it's after she leaves. They're watching Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis thing. Hold my money. Don't let me go near the refreshment stand. Oh, I think this is it. This? Yes. Sandy. Oh, Sandy. He loves Sandy. So two things from that scene. Number one, you right before you played the song, you played that clip from yeah. Jan. Yeah. And Jan's like, hold my money. Don't let me go near the refreshment stand. There's like a, a, a lingering joke in the movie that Jan is overweight. Oh. And she she's not. Yeah. Like, it, it's, again, one of those things. Again, I know this is way back when, but how we would be like, oh, this girl is is heavy. Yeah. And she's not yeah, at she's all. she's a normal-sized woman. And don't you remember when she's with, I think she's with Putsy, and he's like, what I know is there's more to you than just fat. Mm. Do you remember that? No, but my favorite part of this podcast so far is when you're asking me if I remember <laughs> stuff. Because my answer, I think, unless, unless it's the last scene or the first scene, the answer is going to be No. <laughs> why why that's so funny to me is these are like one eighth of the conversations that Todd and I have. It's a it's a if you looked at a pie of the things that Todd and I talk about, one eighth of it is me saying, Remember this song? My you remember no. this. Yeah. You, remember this. you know this. You you read this book. You remember <laughs> chapter two of this book from ten years ago? <laughs> and you're always like, No. no. You remember this podcast? I shared it with you six months ago. No. Oh, 
God. You remember Kaja Gugu and their famous song, which is? I have no idea. Okay, see, this is the conversation yes. we have. And it's too shy, by yes. the way. Todd didn't believe me that Kaja Gugu was a band. Um, yeah, is that a discussion from like 18 years ago, by the way? Yes, because you know I, I hold a grudge about it because you and your friends ganged up on me and I knew I was right. Yeah. I, we were at a party. It was you, me, Jim Herbeck, Charlie. Chump, chump. And somebody else. I can't remember. But we were kind of standing in a circle at a party and we're like, let's play the the game where we go around and say a band. Yeah. With A, songs. B, right, C, right, D. Right. And I got K and I said, Kaja Gugu. And you guys go drink. Yeah. And I'm like, no, that's a band. And you guys are like, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. We didn't have phones at the time. I couldn't look it up and show you. Yeah. And I've always been angry about it because. We got to process that. We do. We next, gotta, <laughs> next we gotta dig show. In. When's your next therapy session? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, listen, I brought Todd for this one. That's right. Because Kaja Gugu. But then I got, that. it gets brought up because like. The guy, Lamar, the lead singer of Kaja Gugu, he sings <laughs> the never-ending story, that song, and they used it in Stranger Things. And so when they use that song, I'm like, Todd, you know who sings this song. This is Lamar from Kaja Gugu. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. You guys thought you were here to listen to a podcast <laughs> where we talk about Greece, but instead we're talking about some song from Stranger Things. <laughs> the never-ending story. Remember, it's the one that Dustin sings with Susie. I love Dustin, but I have no idea what you're talking about. It's the one, it's you do. See, this is, everybody listening, do you see how frustrating? Because he's watched Stranger Things. We did a podcast on it. He knows. It's the one when he and Susie are singing and everybody can hear them singing. And they have all those funny clips of like Robin and Steve in the back of the car. And they're like, who is this? Vaguely. Okay. Barely. Okay. So let's finish up Grease here. So that's, so the the drive-in... To finish up the drive-in, it's a it's a little iffy because, like, Danny jumps on Sandy. He mm-hmm. says, will you go steady with me? And then he, like, jumps on top of her, which is not ideal. Not what you're um, supposed to not do. Not consent, not ideal. And Sandy's, like, throws her his ring back at him, and she's like, see ya. And then that's when he sings Sandy. Mm-hmm. So there's they're both having these realizations of what does my partner really want from me? They It's like they were listening to or reading a book about what what does my partner want? And what Danny figures out, oh, no, we're not there yet. The it, This is the scene I don't care about. Thunder Road. Boring. The Thunder Road scene. Bruce Springsteen? No. <laughs> this is the scene when Kanicki brings his car to Thunder Road and he's going to race yeah. against Leo from the Scorpions. Right. Is it Scorpi- it's Scorpios or Scorpions? I don't care. You remember that scene? Kanicki. Kanicki. Oh, talk to me, buddy, huh? Uh, why? Okay. Why is he passed out? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, fine. Oh, oh you can't drive. Hey, no, really. I'm, I'm all right. I, I'm, I'm just seeing two of you, man. <laughs> Why did he fall down? So there's a scene right before that scene where Kanicki is talking about a James Dean movie where if, if he's going to drive and if something happens to him, he needs a backup plan and he needs his best friend to drive for him. Yeah. So he asks Danny to be his backup plan, his yeah. number two. Yeah. And remember they hug. Oh, nice. Do you remember they hug and then the rest of the T-Birds are like, what are they doing? And oh, so they stop and start combing their hair. Yeah, then they do that. Yes, they I do remember the cool that scene. thing. Yeah. So what happens is Marty gives um, Kanicki like a, a coin that she finds on the ground, like yeah. find a penny, pick it up. Yeah. And gives it to him, he drops it, and then somebody opens the door and hits Kanicki in the head. Got it. So he's on the ground, you know, 
spinning. Yes. So then Danny has to drive for him. Our fearless hero is now behind the wheel of the car, and whoever wins is cooler than the other one? Is that what they we're get, playing for? We're playing for papers. We're playing for papers, I think they say, or pink sheets or something. They're playing for each other's cars. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, got it. Yes. So who, whoever wins gets both cars. I, are they called slips? Yeah, like like a I can't remember. Like a title. Yeah, like a title. Like I get your title car, you get car. my car. And for the coolness factor, of course. Well, and I'm just noticing as I'm scanning through the the bad guys have a car that has a saw that comes yes, out the side. The saw, which isn't a good idea. If you're going to win both cars, you're destroying the car that you're trying to win. GP, good point. Anyways. That is, and they also have fire that comes out the back of the car. It's really cool. Wow, all right. It's not as cool as Grease Lightning, no of way, course. Man. One of the like teeny little pieces of Grease that I love is that the guys, you know, the T-Birds are building Grease Lightning for Kanicki, and they're doing it in shop class yeah. in high school, and their teacher is a woman who is like an older woman who's totally with them on yeah. their side. Like she goes to Thunder Road with them. Like she's, it's kind of like a cool you know, adult who's yeah. supporting her yeah, kids. Yeah. Um, okay, so another part of that scene is that Sandy is there watching. So she went there, I think, to talk to Danny, but then he ended up driving and yeah. blah, blah. So Danny, you know, spoiler alert, 40 years later, Danny wins. Um, and then Sandy does her goodbye to Sandra D song in her head. Yeah. And then you know what's coming. Yeah, she's going to have a, a personality shift. She's going to have a personality shift, which is the big conversation about Greece that you said you didn't know happened in the world, which is what does Greece teach little girls about what it means to get a man? Mm. And you got to change who you are. You got to change who you are. And the discussion you and I had on Zen Parenting Radio was that at the same time, Danny also changed who he was. Yeah. Right? He became a jock. He started running track. True. And then he showed up at the carnival, the end of the year carnival, with a Letterman's sweater on. Yeah. So he's trying to fit who he thinks she wants him to be. So that's a big departure from the beginning mm -hmm. when he's trying to be cool Super around cool. his friends. Yeah. So he's like saying, screw off, dudes. I'm going to be whoever I need to be to make my make this woman love me. Correct. And they even <clears throat> kind of give him crap and he's like, "Listen, whatever. Who cares? I'm wearing this." And then at the very same time because when Sandy is sitting there at Thunder Road and she's singing goodbye to Sandra D, Frenchie runs up and Sandy said, "I know what I'm going to do. Can you help me?" Mm -hmm. So Frenchie is going to help her get all hot. So when you first saw this movie, did you or anybody else think what was to come? Let's say you never saw the stage play <sighs> production. It's hard to know. I mean, yeah. I don't remember what yeah. I thought was coming. I yeah. I have no memory. But as you know, we get to the carnival and she does a tell me about it stud. Are we ready? Sure. Sandy. Tell me about it stud. All right, we'll play more because I love that up. song. Yeah. Um, here's another hot take that I think would be really unpopular. Uh-oh. Of course, she's gorgeous, but the spaghetti hair <laughs> does not 
do it for me. Like I like the like the tight leather thing and all that. Like I'm on board. Right. But the I it just does not do but, as much for but me. But her bob will not work with that outfit. No, it won't. I understand right. there's a difference right. between the two, but So just so people know, Todd what Todd calls spaghetti hair is from Brady Bunch. He, from Brady Bunch. So tell the scene. Um there's a, they're they're filming a commercial in the kitchen of the Brady household and Alice <laughs> comes out with what I call <laughs> Spaghetti hair. He, he calls it oh, that's spaghetti. Right. The yeah, that's right. The director does. He's like, what's up with this spaghetti Right. Hair? And it's the, I've said this so many times on the podcast, I'm much more attracted to a woman coming out of a yoga class with a baseball shirt, with a baseball hat on, than a woman that is, is going to the Oscars. Right. Spaghetti hair. Spaghetti hair. Which has been an issue in our relationship because sometimes I get dressed. Yes. And look nice. I'm and doing better at noticing. Interested. Yes. Yes. You, thank you for that. I I'm, appreciate I got, that. I got a long ways to go. I'll own it. So when I curl my hair, do you not like it? It's not that I don't like it, um, but it's... Um, you 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 look gorgeous and pretty when your hair is not curled. Like right now, you look gorgeous and pretty when your hair is curled. So, but you but when my hair is curled, are you like yuck? No, I'm not. There's no yuck. Okay, I'm not gonna yuck your yum. <laughs> Ew, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no yuck. Okay. No, you're okay with that. Okay, so well, and and I probably curl my hair anyway. Not to, I like to curl my hair. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not always just curling, sure. you know. But I'm just curious because yeah. I know this about you, and I've known this. But I also, it's like, I can't go out to dinner with a baseball cap on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I. I that's totally fine. Yes, and as Sandy cannot do her little cute bob with this outfit. Wouldn't be as good of a movie. Let's it just probably. Say that. But you're right. She's spaghetti hair times ten. Yeah. It's it's a lot of spaghetti, um, so I I hear that and I think that with the deep talk about you know change for a man I think it was a different time I think that a lot of people you know I've read a lot of things about this over the years and some people are like maybe this was who Sandy really was mm-hmm. but she felt repressed mm-hmm. by society Possibly. and by culture yeah and she really did want to like try other things it's and that be complicated herself. discussion we can it have is. is a woman or a man has every right to show up in any way that they so choose. What we sometimes question is, like, if the motivation is to please the other, then I'm more like, please yourself. Right. And if the other loves you as you please yourself, then that's healthier than I need to change who I am to court my partner. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's a, um, it's a mess. It's a nuanced message that depending on where you are in your life, you're going to take it a different yep. way. Yep, yep. Because if it's like, finally, girl, you've broken out of that, like, you know, being so repressed and restrained. But then if it's like, that's not who she is at all, yeah. then that sucks. Yeah. That sucks for her. And it sucks for Danny because, you know, I know this isn't a real thing, but if anybody goes into relationship and says, I'm going to change and be more like, you know, I think our generation's discussion about this is, you know, we've talked on the show about, about Gone Girl and about the cool girl um, soliloquy that she does in Gone Girl. It's in the book. It's in the movie. And she basically talks about that you guys want a cool girl, Mm -hmm. which is you, you know, you don't talk about much. You don't ask for much. You watch football. You pretend you like wings. It's the um, character, Cameron Diaz's character in um, Something About Mary. Yes. Yes. It's like every... Drinks beer, watches sports. Is a doctor. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. Doesn't try too hard. Yep. And it's like... Loves Warren. 
loves Warren, sweet Warren. Um, <laughs> but she, she like, that's not like a real person. I mean, I love Cameron Diaz, but. It's a very specific and not very common person. Well, it just works out perfect. Like she is an ideal she's, and maybe there she's are She's a people. movie character. And, and I, I mean, everything she likes, I like a little bit, sure. but I may not want to watch football all the time. But you don't I like. May- Brett Favre. Favre. Um, so, yeah, it's just a – so. but the cool girl, the idea that women think they have to be cool girl is a problem. Truth. And just like if guys think that they need to be, you know, wealthy and, um, you know, have a certain sexual yeah, prowess, you know, it's like stuff. the box that we yeah, put ourselves the box, in, yeah. the man box. So anyway, the other thing that we forgot, just going back one step, is Rizzo has a big song, which is also one of my favorite songs – um, I think it's called There Are Worse Things I Can Do because she thinks she's pregnant. It turns out at the end, Rizzo is not pregnant, which is good news because yeah. <laughs> that, that could have been rough. Yeah, Kanicki and Rizzo having a child at that point could have yeah. been a rough situation. Um, but anyway, that all works out. And then as we know, at the end of the movie, oh, actually, we have one more song. We have... Do you have that pulled up? Sure, probably. Let's see. be together we'll always be together um so anyway that is the gist of the movie now todd do you have any like uh any facts you want to throw at me about Um, greece i've got some just in case film's opening song greece was written by whom uh i think the guy from the bgs i think barry gibb very good Mm -hmm. film's original cut was over four hours long but eventually tripped down to its final running time of just under two hours um that's about it. Let me see if I got through all my hot takes. Do you know who who was also in the running for um, Olivia Newton-John's role? Uh, no. Um, Carrie Fisher. Oh, Princess Leia. Um, Anne Margaret. Mm-hmm. Um, Marie Osmond. Hmm. And Donny Osmond was actually up for the Teen Angel role that Frankie Valli did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he was kind of young, though, they thought, so yeah. it wasn't going to work. Uh, my only other hot take, it's not very hot, uh, but from a character, I think Frenchie's my favorite character in the movie. Because she's so sweet? Yeah, she's just always helpful. Yes, I, I totally agree. Um, she is kind of like accepting of everybody. Yeah. She actually has, weirdly enough, an arc. Yeah. Because she goes from dropping out of high school to go to beauty school and then is not doing very well. Her hair turns pink, as we all remember. Um, and I remember thinking that when I saw it in the theater, I do have a memory, right before uh, Frankie Valley shows up to sing Beauty School Dropout, there is a shake that gets thrown by Rizzo mm-hmm. onto Kanicki, mm-hmm. and it gets on Frenchie too. Mm-hmm. And it's a strawberry milkshake. And so when she takes that thing off her hair yeah. and her hair's pink, I thought it was because of the strawberry oh, milkshake. All right. I know, but it wasn't. It was because she didn't know how to do hair dye. Um, I have one question yes. for you. What do you think happens you know, a week or a year later to Danny and Sandy? Um, Do they get married and have babies? Do no, they? No, no, So how long do they stay together for? Um, the summer. summer. Um, they, unless Sandy's dead, which, you know, then yeah. that's the end of their story. Yeah. But we've decided that's not the case. I don't know. I mean. Are, is anybody going to college? Is anybody going into the trade? talk about college. Yeah, or the trades for that Or matter. the trades. Well, I mean, the boys, the T-Birds were working on cars. Yeah. They were learning how to be, be mechanics. mechanics. Who knows? Um, the girls didn't see, you know, beauty school. Yeah. 
but she left. Yeah. So I don't really know. Mm. But I don't think they'll work out. Hey, one other thing. Guess who was also up for Danny Zuko? Um, Andy Kaufman. Henry Winkler. Oh, yeah. And he didn't want to do that because he didn't want to be typecast. Because he was already <laughs> Thank Arthur goodness. Oh, and I think he said no because he couldn't dance with a lick. Ah, it, it also said he would later regret the decision, but maybe he just, I mean, who knows if it's that's thing. really true. Successful movies are so crazy. I don't care if you're Steven Spielberg, you still need to get lucky. Totally. And what I mean by that is the right people, the right place, the right time, the right director of photography, the right time of the year, the right message in our society at that time. Like society was ready for this movie. This. They were. It, it's timing. It's the people, like you said, like sometimes when people, you know, there's a story, I'm sure a lot of you if, you, if you guys listen to Armchair Expert or other podcasts, there's a story about how Matt Damon gave up the role in Avatar and he was supposed to get like back end yeah. money. So he'd be like a billionaire now, yeah. but he didn't take the role and everyone's like, can you believe that? And it's like, it may not have been the movie it was. True. If yeah, there's it, so many. You know, like, like pe we make these assumptions. Paul that Rudd it, was supposed to be in The Hangover, I think. Yes, Paul. and I love Paul Rudd. It movie would have been worse if Paul Rudd was in it. Yeah, because the other three guys were so great. And the dynamic of them, yes. you know, there's there's more than just the actor. There's like all these pieces. Yeah. Um. And on that note, Elvis Presley was was considered for the role of the Teen Angel, which is Frankie Valli. Yeah. Um. But he died. Yeah. Right before production. Um. Plus, he was having his share of issues at that time. Yeah. I'm guessing. And then they were like, well, that, who cares about that? Oh, I know. I want to play one thing for you. Great. Um, so the Oscars just happened. Uh-huh. And I'm going to play uh, John Travolta introducing Aww. the in memoriam section yeah. of it. And, you know, the story we're making up is he's thinking about his friend Olivia Newton-John. And Kirstie Alley. And Kirstie Because Alley. they were very, very close they to They made a smile and became dear friends who we will always remain hopelessly devoted to. I love it when dudes show vulnerability. I know. And John Travolta has such a weird relationship with the Oscars. They always ask him to speak and something always happens. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's had a few like challenges. Um, yeah. Adina. Adina. Yeah. And he, you know, John Travolta is one of those actors that it's kind of similar to Tom Cruise that because of his Scientology background, it's always very, you, there's always this like background information about yeah. John Travolta. It's like you want to just have him be, because he seems like such a kind man. Everybody loves to work for him. He's got this amazing career um, or work with him, I should say. But like there was a story on this set, uh, the Grease set, he had just started getting into Scientology when he was doing this movie and that this the director hurt his foot mm -hmm. and that John was doing all this touch therapy oh on his foot. And and again, it's not it, – it, it's is that good? Is that bad? It's just it's just kind of a cloud yeah. that hangs over him. True. Um, one kind of – just two side notes because we were talking about Olivia Newton-John who, who died last year um, – she had an album that came out right after Greece. And because she was kind of a, you know, she did I Honestly Love You really early in her career, which was a really soft, you know, song. But right after Greece, she had an album called Totally Hot. <laughs> and people think she was kind of capitalizing on this whole Sandy thing. And honestly, I decided this morning because I remember Totally Hot album, I had it. Um, and there was a song on it called, um, oh, what was it called? Um, a little more love, a little more love. And I, so I was playing it and you know how, when you play a song, you can see the lyrics now. Mm -hmm. Whoa, like 
totally sus. Like, really? Yeah. I mean, it's basically like there's a lyric. It's like, I, you know, you come over. I can't tell you no. You know, how do I? It's very, um, it, well, you know, it's it's a little rough. But what I will say is when the song came out, actually, I'll just play a little bit for you because I have it on my phone. Unless you want to pull it up. What's the name of it? Um, it is called uh, A Little More Love. I have it. All right. Stick the phone right up on the microphone. Do you remember it? No. She's kind of going the sandy route, you know what I mean? So. Sweetie, I will see you that and okay. I'll raise you. This isn't playing. Why isn't this playing? Are you going to play physical? Yeah, but it's not playing, so don't matter. Oh, no. Very strange video, by the way. Anyways. And physical, I felt like, was kind of a joke. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was a little jokey. Like, I felt like there was some, like, winking in that song. Like, that song, A Little More Love, sounds like she's trying to be Sandy. Not literally. Like, it's an Olivia Newton-John album. It has nothing to do with Grease, but it's like she's... You know, but then so to um, let me make sure there's nothing else before I jump to the last part of this. Yes. Do you remember um, that John Travolta and um, Olivia Newton-John did one more movie together? Do you remember what it was? I'm going to test you. Um, I have no idea. Um, it was called Two of a Kind. And it came out in, let's see, I wrote down. 1983, which, so if this movie came out in 1978, I remember thinking it had been eons since they had worked together. Like it was like this huge gap of time. Gap. And it just tells you like, as a kid, everything seems like light years. Yeah, a year is 10 years. Exactly. But as an adult, it's like, that's really not that long. Yeah. But anyway, they did a movie called Two of a Kind and they had, um, it was not, it was got like two stars, but it did make money. And then it had, this was the big song from from the movie. Do you remember this song? It sounds familiar. Very 80s. Yes. So that was called Twist of Fate. Remember that song? No. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, they worked together for that last time um, in, you know, 1983. And then they remained friends, John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John did. They always had wonderful things to say about each other. There was a 30 or 40-year reunion of Greece that they both showed up at. Did Kenicki go? <laughs> I don't, no, I think he had passed. Oh, really? Um, but then there was something really cute. Uh, unfortunately, in John Travolta's family... Uh, his wife, Kelly Preston, passed away a few years ago from breast cancer. He also had a son named Jet who passed away um, in his teens, I believe. Mm -hmm. But he has an, a daughter and then I think a younger son. I think he and Kelly Preston had one more child. Um, but he and his daughter, who's like either in her late teens or early 20s, they did the um, the dance from Greece oh, together. Nice. If you pulled it up, you can see it. It's like in the last year or two. Oh, wow. Um, and she is a female John Travolta. Really? I mean, she looks just like him. Mm. And I think they put it on Instagram. 
Um, but they did the, you know, Todd's not going to know it if I do it, but like the dance that Sandy and Danny do at the national bandstand thing. So it's kind of cute. Maybe we'll link to it underneath this pop culturing. Um, so Todd, that's all I have as far as Greece. What are your hot takes? I I already gave you my hot takes. Yeah. Kanicki is, uh, overacting the whole time. Olivia Newton-John is one of the most beautiful women ever to walk this earth. Fred, she's my favorite. And I just, Taxi Guy's acting the whole movie and is annoying. Taxi Guy. Yeah. So my, this isn't a hot take, but just a comment about John Travolta in Greece and in most things, he cracks me up the way he walks. Oh, yeah. Like the way he walks is Danny Sweeties Zuko. Strut. Yeah, strutting. The way he walks in Saturday Night Fever, the way he walks in uh, Welcome Back, Cotter. Like what a funny, like he's such an easy guy to imitate. Yeah. And then- just the other day, Todd and I were, I don't know where we were, but we were watching the end of Pulp Fiction and and Vincent Vega totally embodies so much of his old characters, which I'm sure is on purpose. Mm-hmm. And maybe sometime we'll do Pulp Fiction because I think that movie is so much better today. I loved it when I saw it. Yeah. Um, and it's so violent, blah, blah, blah. Like it's not, I don't love every scene, but there is such a genius to especially John Travolta's character and Samuel Jackson's character, watching them talk, um, especially at the end. But Vinny is, um, Vinny Vega just walks just like John Travolta. I think it's like a great... Maybe we'll put Pulp Fiction on our list. I know, I know. Maybe we will. But Tut, I will say thank you to you for doing this movie because I know it wasn't your first choice. Yeah, I give it two stars. (laughs) And most pop culture movies, I give four stars to. I just felt like this is a classic from our... Um, generation. I think, I think people will listen to this. Do you think so? I do. And I think that it there is a lot of, you know, it, it's in honor of Olivia Newton-John, the music, everything. So thank you. Everybody, thank you for listening. More pop culturing to come, hopefully. Yes. All right. Keep tracking, everybody. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you have appreciated or enjoyed a decade of Zen Parenting Radio podcasts, please tell a friend or leave a five-star review. We are grateful for your support. If you want more Zen parenting, consider joining Team Zen Circle, our very own app that includes our virtual community, exclusive content, and support from us. You could also purchase Kathy's award-winning book, Zen Parenting, Caring for Ourselves and Our Children in an Unpredictable World, or subscribe to Zen Parenting Moment. You can find these opportunities and more at zenparentingradio.com slash resources. And if you want to connect through social networking, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Keep trucking, and we'll talk to you again next week.